This is Radio Ukraine International with the weekly program Ukraine Global, prepared by Viktoria Krukova, presented by Vera Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova. This edition is about the concept of intermarium geopolitical project and why it is beneficial for Ukraine to be a part of it. According to Hannes Nagel, head of the Center for Crisis Studies in Estonia, the consequences of the second and most recent wave of Russian aggression in Ukraine in 2022 will change the world in many aspects, from international law to nuclear security, and locally from regional cooperation to integration. Although Ukraine has already successfully applied for membership in the European Union and every day confirms its worthiness to become a member of NATO, today it is more important to focus on the period before its full accession. At this time, critical decisions and events will take place that will bring Ukraine closer to full integration into the European and Western families. However, it is a challenging road. Various reforms are a necessary condition for full membership. The experience of Estonia and the Baltic states is no exception. The process of integration and reform can be measured in decades, as both were completed only in 2004. Regardless of how Ukraine is rebuilt, with the help of a new Marshall Plan 2.0 or ultimately with confiscated Russian capital and Western banks, the country faces an uphill task after the end of the war and the restoration of territorial integrity. It is important to emphasize that this process needs support at all levels of society. To do this, you can try to understand the former geopolitical concept of the Mediterranean again. Intermarium, the Latin for between the seas, is a Polish geopolitical concept that emerged after the First World War envisaging an alliance of a bloc of states from the Baltic to the Black and Adriatic Seas. This alliance was to become the third power bloc between Germany and Russia. Like France's sanitary border against Germany in the interwar years, it was an extraordinary solution to a unique problem that had existed for centuries, federation as a counterweight to Russian and German imperialism. Since the concept was never implemented due to many problems, the most important of which was that no Eastern European country wanted to be under Polish leadership, it received almost no attention from scholars. However, this idea has again attracted attention over the past decade, especially in Western strategic circles. The idea of the Mediterranean belongs to a long genealogy of geopolitical concepts that seek and promote the unity of Central and Eastern Europe. Jacek Bartoszak, a Polish lawyer and geopolitical expert, commented on intermarium and the future of Central and Eastern Europe in the context of the war in Ukraine. He also pointed out that Russia is trying to divide the countries of intermarium alliance through diplomatic games. The situation about the potential corridor and the access to the Kaliningrad through the land bridge is uh, potentially escalatory in terms that the, the Russians may try to play the game, diplomatic game, by, by, by trying to separate, isolate Poland, Lithuania, Baltic states from the you know, family of nations in Europe, uh, accusing us of non-humanitarian approach to, to their you know, acute issue in the Kaliningrad, lack of supplies and energy and that we are hesitant to help and reluctant to help. 
And of course, that may create a sort of a political play, the game that might undermine Article 5, should the Russians invade, should they try to compel by force Lithuanians to open up such corridor. And for example, we are concerned here in Poland that in that case, the Germans might not trigger Article 5 under NATO treaty. And in this way, isolating us, or tr- at least behaving politically in a way that the Russians could think that we are isolated within NATO. And that changes already the uh, security architecture. So this is highly dangerous. We have played many scenarios like that at Strategy and Future in the past, exactly along those lines. And it's always, as I said, dangerous. So uh, the critical thing in that case is, uh, unfortunately, the thing that the Western countries don't want to provide, meaning that three Baltic states, including Lithuania, demanded or requested that uh, NATO troops uh, be expanded in numbers and uh, on, on the Baltic states territory and in capabilities. And uh, ex- uh, they shouldn't be just a tripwire. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the tripwire concept, but permanent should they should be stationed permanently in numbers and properly in better locations that they are stationing now. And that would deter Russians more. That would deter Russians from thinking about stupid things, how to forcefully compel such scenario. Said Jacek Bartoszak. The original concept called for a federation of independent states centered primarily on Poland to oppose both German and Russian imperialism. Since then, this concept has been regularly revived in a more refined form, and now it has become relevant again. Although the Mediterranean was destined to collapse at the time of its foundation for purely pragmatic reasons, this idea remained an integral part of Polish geopolitics. In addition, its weaknesses were economic inefficiency and a non-institutionalized structure that could not ensure any significant achievements in military and defense cooperation. After the second Russian invasion of Ukraine, unlike the one in 2014, there are signs that the former Polish-centric concept may become a reality, albeit on different terms and grounds. Nevertheless, it will still aim to ensure that imperialism is opposed, this time exclusively from the East. If the Mediterranean is formed, it will require at least the loose formation of a functional federal organization with defense capabilities, a weakened Russia, and the approval of the West. In a radio interview, Jacek Bartoszak, the Polish lawyer and geopolitical expert, also noted that people in countries close to Russia are worried that they will need to run and or defend themselves if Ukraine fails. So the political leaders need to have a strategy of defense in case of a Russian attack. It would be better to have one operational plan of defense, because otherwise, if you have three separate ones and they are not supported by numbers of troops, there is a cascading effect of rolling down your your defenses. And you will be tending to focus your defense around your capital, which compromises the defense of another capitals. And, and the center of gravity of the three Baltic states is, is, a, is this beautiful city of Riga in Latvia. So that, that would be the main objective of the Russian operation in the full-fledged war. The problem is that NATO apparently doesn't want to station troops in numbers that would be welcomed by the Baltic states. And if the NATO da- doesn't provide those troops, then Russians might think that, you know, there is a de- deterrence failure, just like it was in Ukraine, right? Maybe they don't want to defend you guys. 
fortunately, the, the conduct of war in Ukraine, especially the first the first phase of operation around Kiev, proved that given the terrain of the Baltic states, which is you know narrow channels, forested, a lot of lakes, uh, scarce population, a lot of small roads, and a lot of you know forests and uh, barriers and obstacles of, of the line of horizon. You can easily defeat the Russians. I mean, you can easily engage the Russians with small, small unit tactics if you have a proper morale and proper training, of course, and if you're supported by the artillery and some heavy presence of the NATO troops. So the, the conduct of war in Ukraine is sort of favoring the geography of the Baltic states if you are well prepared. That's the whole point. I really wonder what's going to happen at the Madrid, Madrid summit that is, you know, within a few days. But the problem is that the Russians might start the war right away from, from the marching orders without any too much of the advance, uh, advance uh, warning. And this is critically important for you, especially if you take a look at geography. And I hope many English speakers from all around the world will be listening to what we are saying now. And it only seems so that Baltic states are small. They are quite big and extended and stretched in terms of the power projection. I think that the proper stationing and posture of the NATO troops is not adequate to, to the, adequate to the threat. And it wouldn't cause them much to invest more in it unless they think that, you know, they, uh, the defense of the Baltic states is in question. And this is critically important for Poland, for you to know. You heard about this Przesmuk-Suwalski thing, you know, this Suwalki corridor that connects you and us. And it's flanked, this gap is flanked by the Kaliningrad enclave and by Belarus. If you take a look at the system of roads, actually you cannot keep the, our, this lifeline open to you guys from Poland. First of all, without heavy Polish involvement, because we have the same problem. There are too, too few NATO troops in Poland. Second, we need to do something about you know, Belarus, because, you know, you can be flanked. You can be flanked from, from east by fire maneuver, not even without, with maneuver, with a fire maneuver, artillery, and also from Kaliningrad. And that poses the questions of what to do with the Kaliningrad and the Western Belarus up to the Nemunas River system, valley. Yeah? So whether we should push the Belarusians further away from our lifeline to Lithuania. And that is highly escalatory. And that, has, that requests political decisions from NATO in times of war. And if you take a look at the map, you will see that when, then we have the strategic dilemma in Warsaw. Because Vilna is northeast of Warsaw, and we need to keep the Suwałki corridor open. But Warsaw itself, our capital, is flat exposed to the Belarusian plains less than 200 kilometers in the open tank terrain. And if we commit too many troops to keep the, you know, the Baltic states open and still being flanked by, by from those two territories that I have mentioned two minutes ago, we keep our capital open to direct access from Belarus. Said Jacek Bartoszak. Paradoxically, it is not Russian imperialism that threatens the emergence of such a transnational, broadly inclusive, value-based alliance, but a possible reliance on a single leader. This would repeat past mistakes, since the association should be based on the principle of equal treatment. 
there should be no difference between small and large countries, because common core values and goals are universal – democracy, freedom and security. Although Ukraine benefits the most from such a scenario today, the threat from the East extends to the entire region. There currently needs to be a vision of how intermarium would work or who would be a member. But the alliance would be different from the post-World War I proposal. It could include the Baltic states, Poland, Slovakia, the Czech Republic and Ukraine. In particular, there are strong historical reasons that Russian foreign policy continues to support Eastern Europe, which also keeps the Mediterranean proposal relevant. These could become new EU and NATO membership candidates, but with stronger regional ties. However, there is a possibility that any grouping associated with the Middle Sea can only function for a limited time as a springboard, on the way to full integration. You're listening to Ukraine Global. This edition is about the concept of Intermarium Geopolitical Project and why it is beneficial for Ukraine to become a part of it. As Estonia's experience shows, this could lead to an era when the strong alliances of the past are replaced by more thematic debates and negotiations, depending on the needs of current politics. Countries vote on decisions in EU institutions, often in blocks, depending on the issue and their national positions. In this case, Ukraine could already choose whose side to take on this or that issue. Ukraine's desire and request to be accepted and become part of a larger and real European security system, being NATO, and economy, in the EU, identical to Estonia, is still in the interests of all the parties mentioned above. Without achieving these strategic goals, Ukraine would remain an internal periphery of Europe, with associated threats and limitations. On a European scale, it would be a real geopolitical catastrophe of the 21st century to be so close and simultaneously so far in the corner of the European waiting room. And that was the weekly program Ukraine Global, prepared by Viktoria Kryukova, presented by Vira Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova. Radio Ukraine International invites listeners to Ukraine Global, a program offering insight into important developments in and around Ukraine and analyzing their global dimension in studio discussions with experts, government officials and public figures. 